Welcome to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on GPB Media. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so on your favorite podcatcher. And be sure to rate us. Give us the ratings. We want like, how many, what's the, Tommy, what's the biggest rating you can get? Like 98 stars when you're rating <laughs> podcasts? You need to talk to somebody in social media about that. I, I, I'm I will. I'm not really sure. I'll so. talk to Sean Powers, who's in charge of the ones and twos on a weekly basis. And once again, thanks for accessing the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Use the those words, GPB Sports, put them in quotes, hit save, subscribe each and every way on your favorite podcatcher. It's time to talk semifinals and finals when it comes to high school football in the state of Georgia. And I would have sworn, Tommy, as you're down there in the borough, that we were just getting started with the season. It, it seems like it. Here we are, though. Uh, what? Uh, just a few days from the state championships. That's unbelievable. All right. So before we get into each class individually, what stuck out to you? What's your lead story? Mm, it would be the Bainbridge and the Warner Robins story. Warner Robins over Rome. I don't think anybody expected that. And I certainly don't think anybody thought Bainbridge would still be here playing for a state championship. But guess what? They're here. They yeah. are. Two teams at 5-5 five and five who are now 9-5 and five getting into the last game of the year. Let's start off in 7A. And the game that was on Georgia Public Broadcasting, it was Lowndes making the pack-a-lunch and a dinner and a suitcase and a helmet trip all the way up to Denmark High School to take on Milton. Lowndes loses 28-17, first-ever final for Milton. And then Colquitt had to go to overtime and won on a blocked PAT. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm -mm. I don't think anybody saw that coming either. Uh, most people would say Archer, uh, Colquitt County. Well, Archer's lost a couple of games. Colquitt County can uh, continue to beat up on teams from Gwinnett County. Didn't quite work out that way, but when you look back at the history of these two teams, Archer has always matched up well with Colquitt County. Yep. And, and you and I have talked about this before. Uh, it's all about matchups when you reach this point in the season. It took eight quarters and an extra frame for Colquitt to score an offensive touchdown against mm -hmm. Archer, and it was in the overtime period, and it was a blocked PAT that did it. So 22-21, Colquitt advances to the final game of the year in 7A. And in 6A, we talked about Region 1 in 7A. Region 1 in 6A shows up again. Yeah, same way. Here we go. We've got two teams from the same region, playing yet again for a state championship. Northside comes into the game 9-5, and five, Lee County unbeaten. But the key here is that when they played back in midseason, final score was 24-7. That was Lee County's closest game. That tells us that this is going to be a good matchup. And you, you look at what uh, Kevin Kinsler and his staff have done there at Northside. It's been a while since they've been in the last game of the year. So you have that long pedigree of Northside. And then you have what Coach Fabrizio and everyone at Lee County have built. And I think he's in his 10th year now, if memory serves. And that they're past the point of the foundation. Now they're getting into building the, the spare room and the cool kitchen with the nice little Lazy Susan in it. They're really putting things into work in Leesburg. 
Yeah, they are. And if people will remember, you know, from from some famous names of baseball players, Lee County was known across the state probably 10 to 12 years ago as a baseball school. There are those schools that are known for their basketball. There are those that are known for their baseball. And Lee County is now one of those schools that's known for its great football teams. And, boy, they have had some great ones over the last three or four years. Buster Posey, and then they're also known for country music music and pop yeah. music with Philip Phillips and Luke Bryan. So that's yeah, definitely. So, so the music, I mean, it's a great musical uh, challenge is. with Warner Robbins going up against Leesburg too, with the old and the new. Okay. Enough <laughs> yeah. about, enough about music. That's the football Fridays and music podcast. That's another one that we're going to do later at okay. GPB. All right. All sounds right. good. Five A, you mentioned the surprise of Warner Robbins getting past Rome. Rome's win streak ends at 40. That was that a surprise to you? It was to me, especially I mean, the not score that and Warner the margin. Robbins yeah. was not worthy. You know, Warner Robins uh, did not play them particularly well a year ago, but Warner Robins is a very good football team, and they just kind of looked at him and said, "Hmm, we're playing very well. Have some of this." And and young Mister Fromm was throwing it all over the park. And when you have a receiver like Markel Jones who is able to catch what Mr. Fromm throws, that's not a bad thing. So I'm looking forward to uh, a lot of offense. And you mentioned Bainbridge as well. You know, we talk about Northside at 5-5, and now 9-5. and Bainbridge, and and what a lot of folks don't remember or, or recall is that Bainbridge and Jeff Littleton, they had as a community just as much to deal with with Hurricane Michael as our friends in single A in Miller County and Seminole County. Definitely. And a lot of people don't remember the week that Bainbridge played Warner Robins during the regular season was the week after the hurricane came through. And I believe, if memory serves me correct, Bainbridge took a limited number of players up to Warner Robins to play in that region match. They did not take their entire group of football players because I don't know that they had them all together that particular week, you know. So this is a different kind of Bainbridge football team that you're looking at now playing against Warner Robins on a neutral side. Listen, this team is playing with... As as Coach Littleton said, determination. And that's very obvious right now, John. All right, let's go to Quad A, and you look at Blessed Trinity, and they have made it to the last game of the year on the right-hand side. And mm-hmm. they knocked off Troop. It ended up being a bit of a shootout with uh, Troop making the run to the uh, the semifinals, and they had a tremendous season with Tanner Glisson and everybody down there. And then coming out of the left-hand side, it ends up being a playoff rematch where Blessed Trinity sent Cartersville packing with Trevor Lawrence and all of that pomp and circumstance. Cartersville, Joey King, T. Webb from the left-hand side. Yeah, and the thing that is amazing about this Cartersville team, they have done what they have done over the last five or six years very quietly. Trevor Lawrence got a lot of press, but this Cartersville football team, for the defense that they play and the offense that they run, they don't get a lot of props. And I tell you what, if you're undefeated, what have they, what have they lost? One game in the last two years? Yeah. So I mean that's 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 uh, strong that's strong stuff and I think tall living in tall cotton is that what they would say? 
Yeah, that's that's living like you have cotton and Augusta, as we say. There you go. And so I'm looking forward to this one because uh, a lot of folks remember Blessed Trinity when the, the last game of the year a couple of years ago when they had to go to overtime but ended up losing to Westminster in one of the heartbreaking finals that we've had uh, on GPB in the last handful of years. And Tim McFarlane, he's looking forward to it. And I want to see Tim McFarlane and Joey King going at it in the last game of the year. That one's going to be fun. You look- it's going to be fun. And let me interject something as an interject old school away. player. Yeah, uh, interject something here as an old school player. Uh, for the folks that watch the football game, Blessed Trinity and Cartersville, watch what Blessed Trinity does on offense and defense. They run a lot of eye formation. They uh, run power eye. They run a lot of different things that you won't see much of this year. But I'm going to tell you something. When that running attack gets to going downhill, it's tough to stop. And when you're back to being healthy and when you get steel chambers, it's pretty solid stuff. In AAA, Peach County goes to the Reeve and knocks off Calhoun on the right-hand side. Yeah, and uh, Calhoun had some key injuries during that game, and Peach County just really played about as complete a football game as they can play. This is a very good football team, Peach County. They were good a year ago when they lost to Calhoun in the Mercedes-Benz game that we don't talk about much anymore. (laughs) No, no, sir. We just don't go there. And uh, Peach County is back in the finals yet again, and, uh, boy, they've got their hands full, too. Cedar Grove, who put 55 up on Benedictine and then knocking off Pierce County and Jason Strickland, a great year for everybody at Bearsville getting yep. to the, the semifinal. But Cedar Grove puts their distance between them and the Bears in the third and fourth quarter. So a tough Cedar Grove team. I know, obviously, eyes drift a little bit to, to Jaden Hazelwood, but their defense is stout, and Jason Strickland knew it going in. Yeah, and uh, when you beat a Pierce County 30-6, to six, uh, that's a day's work. Pierce had a really good football team this year, 13-1. and one, Hats off to Jason Strickland on the game down in Blackshear. Let me ask you this. With, okay. We know, we know about Pierce, and mm-hmm. you've got Northside, and you've got Warner Robins all making it to the last game of the year. What do you think it says about football in the 4-7-8 that you have those three teams who like to knock each other around in non-region play – all making it to the last game of the year this year? Well, I really think that uh, you have uh, Blackshear, of course, is in the 9-1-2. But when you have, when you have teams like this, uh, they're just really, really good programs. You have, you have coaches who build good programs. They may not get you to the state playoffs in year two. But leave them alone until they get maybe to year three. They get in the uniforms they want. They get the players they want. And uh, it's look out, you know. I I just think it's continuity. I think it's determination. And I think it's a way of life that makes him do this, John. You you look at Coach Campbell. You look at Coach Chastain. You look at Coach Kinsler. And then uh, I know in the the upcoming weeks we're going to be talking about some of the stories of the year. But obviously another great story in the 478 is over in Kathleen with Milan Turner. Oh, man. Uh, who would have thought that Milan, by the way, uh, would have would have gotten veterans to the point he's gotten them to early on? But they bought into what he's selling, and uh, he has always sold very well with what he is uh, asking as a football coach in Thompson, ECI, and now at Veterans. And I look for Veterans to be right there in the hunt next year. Happy birthday, Milan, by the way. So that yep. was our shout-out here in this show. Double A. 
the way that it wraps up is that you have Rockmart coming in, chasing after their first state title since 1950, last finals appearance since 1954, going up against a Heard County team that we saw on Football Fridays in Georgia Facebook Live, lose to Hapeville Charter, but got healthy, got it together, and with Elijah Hussey, beat Fitzgerald in overtime, and it's Heard County and Rockmart who've already played going at it again in the last game of the year. This is a another one of those painful losses for Fitzgerald as a 46-yard field goal hit uh, the right upright, which would have won it for Fitzgerald. But Heard County, they did what they needed to do. They won it in overtime, 38-30. to 30. Uh, This, I, I tell you, Heard County is probably one of the best-kept secrets because nobody really writes about them, talks about them, but they show up in the top 10 every week. And, of course, Rockmart, what a great program. This is a great two-year run for Rockmart, and it's going to be a good football game. Double A, as you and I talked two or three weeks ago, is the toughest title to win, and I'm really looking forward to herd counting in Rockmart. All right, single A, where do you want to start, public or private? Let's go to public. That's where my list is. Region of Doom rematch again. And I know that a lot of folks looked at their brackets when all this started and saw Clinch on one side and Irwin on the other side. And we've got Clinch on one side and Irwin on the other side. Yep. And you don't have to throw it all over the place to be successful. You can run the old Notre Dame box or the single wing like Clinch County has done the last 11 or 12 years and be very successful. They come into this game with a 12-1 record. Irwin County, just very basic on offense. Nothing fancy, just line up and here we come. Uh, Two really, really good basic football teams who just play the old school way. And boy, don't they get it done. DJ Lundy, the running back that everybody focuses on when it comes to Irwin County, and the the Division One talent, the SEC talent that Jim Dickerson has is pretty strong as well. Then, obviously, last but not least, you look at single-A private, Eagles Landing Christian Athens Academy, a rematch from last year. Yeah, and 41-3, to the final in that one. Uh, Eagles Landing Christian Academy, really ripping and roaring. They defeated Savannah Christian 70-21. to And, of course, Athens Academy beats Prince Avenue 28-21. So these are basically the same four teams. This is is basically not a surprise when you looked at what had happened going in with these brackets. So this is pretty much true to form. The favorite in this, Eagles Landing Christian Academy, they won a year ago. Let's see if a year has made a big difference in Athens Academy. They very well might be much better this year than they were a year ago. 30 seconds. Any other takeaways that you had from the semifinal round as we get ready for a week and a half, or as you and I are talking, eight days from the time that you and I are talking to go to Mercedes-Benz? Again, I really feel like the biggest surprise to me was the win by Bainbridge over Stockbridge. Stockbridge, of course, favored in that one. But then again, the team that they're going to meet, Warner Robins, with a bigger win over Rome, and their winning streak stops at 40. That has been another go-round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on GPB Media. How do you save us? How do you keep an eye on us every single time? What you do, you put Football Fridays in Georgia on quotes or GPB Sports in quotes at the magnifying glass. Save us to your favorite podcatcher. That's how you get in touch with us. And make sure that when you rate us on iTunes, you give us 427 stars. I don't care if five is the most. That's where it is. We're going to keep you up to date with everything heading up to the GHSA championships in eight days' time as Tommy and I are talking. Play it safe, everybody. Sean Powers in charge of the ones and twos. We will catch up with you next week.